When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Middle call, middle call, middle call. Hey, me, hey! hey. Upside down 50 Cent is here. In the club. Did, <laughs> I was thinking about it after you left my house, uh, Middle Cup. We were watching on the couch, but now we're back to our, uh, our caves for this uh, live Sunday night show on YouTube. Hi, everybody. Or on the pod. Hi, everybody. Did uh, do you think Fifty Cent like just found out last week he got added to the show? Didn't have enough time to get with his trainer, or is it just upside down? It's just hard to look flattering upside down. Yeah, I mean he's definitely put on some weight. You know, he's already he's always kind of had the linebacker vibe. You know, but he definitely post retirement didn't like go mid Thomas route. Mike linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, probably closer to two seventy than the two thirty runaround guys. Uh, but, you know, he looks like he's added some LBs, and you're right, the upside down. I did never saw him as part of the deal this whole time, and I think he was easily the worst part of the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrible, and I like 50 Cent. but Look, I like him and them, but I just Snoop and Dre the whole time would have been – that's all you needed. That's all you yeah. needed. The set was cool, though. Set was sweet. I just – you, you could have rode Snoop and Dre and had them fucking go for 45 minutes. They They were – they were the stars. You got to ride the stars. And they, you know, went to Chubby 50, you know, Mary J, a lot of respect for. And I didn't ask you guys that uh, when we were watching the Super Bowl. I think R&B has disappeared. It was a legit genre, obviously, in the 60s, the 70s, 80s. It, it, I thought it peaked in the 90s. You know, it was incredible. I don't think it exists anymore. Genuine's not making music still? No. I mean, the, the R. Kelly's, the Boys to Men's, the, the, I, I just think it's dead. It doesn't. It's it's really kind of morphed into poppy. Pop. Oh yeah, like pop. Yeah. You know. Where's the soul, John? Yeah, there isn't. Music yeah. has no soul anymore. You know why? Because they sold out for the cash. Bullshit. But not these guys because Roger doesn't pay you to do a halftime show, right? Uh, does he pay Russell Wilson to sit next to him? Well, you know, it feels like Russell's. You know, goes to every event with Roger Goodell. So I don't know. Welcome to the 2022-2023 uh, NFL season, everybody. Uh, get, get back to the mailbag. If you uh, are listening on iTunes, hit us with a five-star review. Ask us a question. We are now in the preseason for the 2022-2023 season. Anything's on the table, uh, sports-related or otherwise, get it into the mailbag on iTunes. Five-star review. And uh, like I said, leave us a question, and, and, and we'll get after it there. Um a quick update here. We had a very exclusive uh, DraftKings game. 20 people, $20 buy-in. 
Uh, did we have a tie for for the? No. Uh, yes, we had a tie. Josh uh, Noble and Jay Wookham each at one hundred twenty six point one four points. John, they split the pot, so one hundred eighty dollars to each of them. Same exact lineup, then obviously. Uh, had to be Higgins in the bonus position. Cooper Cup, Stafford, Burrow, McPherson, Daryl Henderson Jr. Uh, yes, correct. Same exact lineup. So there you go. Also in the, I finished in twentieth out of twenty people. So there was that. You had a shot to win. You had Odell. You were in third place when Odell and, went down. And I put him in the little thing where you get one and a half points, and then he fucking shatters his kneecap or whatever, and it, it ruined me. I was, he looked like he was poised for a hundred and fifty yard couple touchdown game, didn't he? He looked. I mean, honestly, he looked like he was headed to the Super Bowl MVP. If he doesn't get hurt, I don't. The Rams just stopped moving the ball for an extended period of time. I know. Pissed you, me off, man. Here's my question about the Super Bowl. Immediate reaction, you know, by maybe if you listen this Monday or Tuesday, you'll feel differently. Do you think that game will feel better when you rewatch it? You know, when it like come it's like this week on Tuesday night, it's going to be on NFL Network at like four no. in the afternoon. You don't. You think it'll feel the same? Yeah, you know, looking back, like last year's game was really bad. It was kind of a blowout, right? When Patrick was running around. Two years ago, the Niners-Chiefs game, it just felt it was more intense. I I don't know. It just felt like there were more explosive plays. It just just felt like it was on a different level. This this game just was kind of average, right? This game would have been thrived at 10 a.m. I guess it wouldn't be 10 a.m. if it's an L.A. game, but like not a 125 kickoff, a 1 1 p.m. kickoff, you know? And if you're not in the L.A. market, you don't really watch it. Again, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. They won. Hat tip to them. Respect. Derek Jeter's little cousin, boop. But I, I don't know. It just it didn't do that much for me. It was it was kind of a meh Super Bowl. Part of it is I it's the Bengals uniforms. It's just it's jarring. It'd be like, hey, you want to watch the NBA finals? It's the Warriors against the Magic or something. It just it'd throw you off. Yeah. It throws you off. It does throw you off. I think the two I, I really think the two weeks off. I mean, there's always two weeks off, so this is not some new revelation here. But, I mean, we had that weekend where all four games were combined, separated by a total of 15 points in the conference championship games. All those games, like, were they each individually, before you got to the end of them, way better than this game? I mean, the game was close. There were a couple of big plays. Maybe part of it was you never quite believed the Bengals could win it, and then they took the lead on the first play of the second half. Like, that's dramatic. You know, the first off, was it the first offensive or the second offensive play of the second half? They take the lead? Yeah. That was dramatic. Why didn't it feel as dramatic? I don't know. Uh, in our in our uh, DraftKings golf game, B. Kemp first place three hundred and fifteen bucks. M. McGruther uh, second place one hundred and thirty five bucks. That was in the uh, waste management. So congrats to them. We're just giving people cash. No big deal. You're welcome. So, to my bookie update, we started the year. We got to come full circle here. Twenty whatever odd weeks later. Twenty three weeks later. Um, How do we do? We put in each $150. I think we peaked at like $4,500. We, we made a lock of the week every week. Yeah. And then we got to a point where we went from $300. We started betting $500 on a game. And then we got up to over well over $4,000. We have lost $3,500 in the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, I just checked. We have $513. I don't know. Is we, we could just bet it on a random NBA game this week if you, if you feel like just Pick one. We'll maybe see. Just keep checking as the week goes if we if we like a line, but uh, we might as well you know just pick like a a major underdog like a plus three hundred. See if we can just fucking hit a home run. 
So so in this game, it was Rams minus three first half and Rams minus four for the game. So we lost the game and we pushed the first half. So, so far we've turned 300 into 500. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it got us all season long and we didn't have to reload. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was it was a great time. We're not done yet, you know. No, We're not well, done I mean, yet. Do, do you want to? You have like a, a horse in the NCAA that you kind of like that we get like ten to one right now. We should check. I love Arizona. So, do you think they're going to win the national championship? I think they could. Yes, I think they're in the group of teams that could. But I, I don't hate that. We, All right, we we'll, we'll, keep we'll, our, to, we have, we'll have to dive in and look at some different yeah. things tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to uh, ponder on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so here we are, John. Rams over the Bengals. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are saying the NFL's rigged. Are you guys willing? Do you guys have the guts to take the NFL head on? All star officiating crew, John called a great game. You know, no penalties until uh, old number 55, Logan Wilson, was flagged for the uh, hold on Cooper Cup. On, well, you uh, even said you're like linebacker on Cup. He came in motion. I called it out. Alert, 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 alert from the couch. And uh, I, I I detest those type penalties just in general. I, I've yeah. hated defensive holding forever. I, I hate how it rewards you with an immediate first down. When like To me, they are closer. The defensive holding and PI are a lot different. Like A lot of times the PI, it's like you can call a PI on a lot of times. But the defensive holding, a lot of times, is just doing a little jostling. You know, It's like an NBA foul. You don't need to call a foul on every fucking play. The end of the game. I just hate that call. Uh, you know, I, I just do because, especially in that situation, it gives them an automatic first down. I, I was so I was also very unhappy, even though we had we had the Rams, but at that point we were kind of rooting for the Bengals. Uh, now I don't know why it would be rigged exactly. Like what the NFL had to gain by Joe Burrow not winning the championship. I think Joe Burrow winning the championship would be sweet. Well, Kroenke so, um, just just get the you know he paid a billion dollars for St. Louis to just go away. You know, yeah, I was it, look, it was a Awful call. I don't want the rigged is are you happy for Stan Kroenke? Am I happy for Stan Kroenke? No, I stole a team Stan... away from St. Louis, even though they once stole a team away from LA, invested billions upon billions of dollars for the National Football League, has fucking sold every draft pick to get sweet players, and now he's a Super Bowl champ. I wouldn't say happy. I don't think he needs my happiness for him. Like, all right, Ham's happy for me. But I will say, when you go after what it is that you want and then it results in that, I absolutely appreciate what he was able to accomplish and what the Rams. Yes, I, I can appreciate it for sure. Now um, he says to talk Sean out of retiring and they're good to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Sean's about to retire. John, before we dive into wherever the hell that rumor came from, uh, Aaron Donald, who's 31 years old, apparently, at the peak of his powers, is uh, about that was to retire. a That was a Rodney Harrison news drop, I think, on NBC before the game. I missed that because we were watching the golf three-hole playoff. This show was brought to you in part by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. The promo code is HAM, and the promo code gets you free shipping and gets you 20% off and gets you the best in men's grooming when you use the code HAM. Guy, manscaped.com, promo code HAM. They got it all. They got ball deodorant. They got hydrating body spray. They got body wash. They got the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Of course, they have the lawnmower 4.0. Of course, they have the weed whacker that trims those nose hairs. I can't. I mean, we've been using Manscaped products now for years. Swear by them. I got them all. I I even took when I went down to L.A. Uh, last week to meet Eddie O. 
my Manscaped little travel bag. It's fantastic. You you use that thing? It's, it's yeah, really, absolutely. It's it's a uh, it's a solid travel bag. It's for all the NBA games I play. It's all I walk into the arena with. It's just just Manscaped, Manscaped yeah. toiletry bag. It's like what? Well, I'm not going to do this in my own home bathroom. I'm going to do it here in this other bathroom that somebody else will clean. Genius. Uh, what makes it different? Well, a lot of things make it different. New multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. Plus, the lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off whenever you need it for precision. Plus, the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through the additional guard lengths of one through four. And wireless trimmer. I mean, wireless charger and waterproof, John. So hard bam, to beat. bam, bam, bam. Hard to beat. Lawnmower 4.0, it is easily, I repeat, easily. And I'm, I'm a hairy guy. While I don't have hair on my head, I got another parts of my body. And mm. if you need a good trimmer, there's it's the best trimmer I've ever had by far. And before that, it was the 3.0 and the 2.0. But this 4.0, the LED light, uh, the, the just smooth sounds like it's not even very loud. It's just, it's fantastic. The not to mention the weed whacker. Gotta love the freaking weed whacker. For those nose hairs. Uh, 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM. At manscaped.com. All right. Uh, so let's start. I mean, there's, there's so many things to talk about. The holding penalty. I mean, I think the Rams would argue, well, you guys got that hold. We didn't get the OPI that should have been called when uh, uh, J- uh, Jalen Ramsey got thrown to the ground by the face mask and the shoulder pad. So let's call that one even. But Higgins, Higgins a big fucker, man. That guy I, just be long. I like their guys. They, I mean, Jamar Chase, one-handed catches. How about the – to me – the penalty was bad, but the Bengals had an opportunity, kind of like the Niners, right? Third and one, they ended up going for the fourth and one and didn't get it. And right before the fourth and one play, you from the couch, I feel like we called a perfect game from the couch, oh, said, I'm, I'm an elite couch critic. Why are they spread? Why are the Bengals spreading it out here on fourth and one? So dumb. I, and what happened? Aaron Donald smoked a guard. I mean, it was like, you guys. You guys have given up 700 sacks in the last three games, and you're going spread five wide where you just, you know, leaving Joe Burrow on an island. And to me, the problem with that play is if whatever the route is doesn't hit right away and he can't get rid of it, well, you don't, you're not going to have any time. And Aaron Donald, of course, like best pass rusher of the game, goes untouched, and it ruined it. Here's the other thing. On third and one, they're treating Joe Mixon like he's like a change of pace back. It's like, bro... Joe Mixon's fucking an animal running guys over. And you go with his Oklahoma teammate, P. Ryan, who in theory is like this smaller, stockier little power back. Wouldn't you just give it to, I don't know, your best running back, number 28? How do you not? That felt a little, I mean, it's a little different. This team, probably a little more historic, but like the Pete Carroll not going to Reggie Bush in the big spot, going to his big back. Two carries, no yards for P. Ryan in the game. Joe Mixon was 15 to 72 and felt like he had some great. You know, I there was was it a fourth down or a third and short before where Burrow it was it wasn't a called quarterback draw, but he basically got out of the pocket real quick and and ran it. That was before he hurt his knee. I don't know, maybe he was less likely to break break the pocket after he hurt his his knee, but that was a, a very disappointing way for that game to end. Even if they didn't get down and score and tie it or win it, that was a pretty disappointing way for the game to end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it really was. I wanted to see the, at least the kicker get a shot, right? Because he's kind of come into all of our views as this, you know, if you're not a diehard Cincinnati Bengal fan during the season, like he's a star rookie kicker, you know, would, would they would have trotted him out probably, what do you think, 65 and in? Indoor? Flying? 
Yeah. You know, what's his long this year? Evan McPherson feels like feels like he's had a couple from like 55 that they're like, that's one of those like would have been good from 65. Yeah, they would have given him a shot. You just and all I wanted to see was, you know, something magical happen. And it kind of whenever it ends like that, it doesn't quite feel magical. That's where it's like made a 58 yarder. I have a hard time. I have a hard time. It's the longest I heard driving home from your house, uh, game winning drive in the history of the Super Bowl. And I was thinking, well, I mean, they got some extra free plays out of the penalty. It wasn't like a pure 15 play drive, right? But that it was a 15 play touchdown drive that, that, that ended with the Cooper Cup touchdown. But to me, it was really like a 10 or 11 play drive with some added fucking fake plays. But like, does it feel like Matt Stafford just led them on a magical drive to win this? You know, that's well, what it you doesn't know, really. It didn't. Collinsworth says basically in a pressure situation, I'm not sure I've seen it done better than Stafford and Cooper Cup just did on that drive. And I kind of like, okay. And then they they rip off like five highlight throws from that drive. And it was pretty sick. Yeah, like, I mean, he made Stafford, some awesome throws. Stat Padford is dead and gone. Well, I mean, he did throw two picks in the Super Bowl. I know, they, but he, they were down. And, but he, and he answered the bell. That's You just get the credit when you win the game. That's How all. How many picks did Joe Montana throw in the catch game? Uh, a, a lot. Right? Didn't they have like four? Was it four or five turnovers? Yeah, maybe some fumbles too. Yeah. So they don't they don't talk about your stat line when you win the Super Bowl. No, no. I I mean you, Cooper Cup was the MVP. It, it very easily could have been Aaron Donald because he had the stop on third down. I he made some plays. I thought better than the stat sheet. But I mean, ultimately, Sean McVay went to Mex went to Cabo last year. Matthew Stafford was in Cabo last year, and they just happened to they just happened to pull off the biggest trade of the NFL offseason. And um, it won them the Super Bowl. Like they, Kyle Shanahan wanted Matthew Stafford. Didn't get him. Other people wanted Matthew Stafford. They didn't get him. Sean McVay got him and it won them the Super Bowl. And they almost lost to the Bengals, but they didn't. They won the Super Bowl. The Rams, good for and McVay, man. He lost it to, if he had lost, if he had lost the Super Bowl, would you be better off having lost in the NFC title game than losing to the Bengals in the Super Bowl? Yeah, it would have been hard to lose to the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Now, I, I always push back. Like, it is always better to get as far as humanly possible and lose than, like, you know, it's because Montana always gets talked about. Well, Montana never lost and Brady did. Well, yeah, Montana got bounced. If you watch the documentary, he's getting bounced in the playoffs, right? The Giants beat him. I think uh, the – was it the, – maybe the Bears beat him. Like, they they – they lost in the first and second rounds other years, right? So you would say that you would, like for the Bengals, do the Chiefs feel better about themselves today? Like, oh, the Bengals lost. No, do, but, no, they, no, no, but the Chiefs are, no, it would have been different for the Chiefs. No, I like, know. You're right. I, but you know what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, you, you I do, get, because I think if, let's say the Niners beat the Rams last week or in the Super Bowl, the Rams are watching this going, we could have been at home in the Super Bowl against that team. You're right. It's better to be there and lose than, but... You'd always rather win the NFC or AFC championship game than not, right? It just would have it would have been tough for McVay. You know, it's we were talking about it. Kyle lost to Andy and Patrick Mahomes. McVay got his ass kicked by Brady and Belichick. Not really Brady, it was more just Belichick. Like you it's it's easy to tell someone that. Like, hey, Carl Malone go, you know, Michael Jordan fucking beat me twice, right? It's another thing like, who beat you? Zach. The, the lowest paid coach in the league, <laughs> Schefter. And it's not often like he's the lowest paid coach in the league. Like, 
Three point seven people million. wanted that shit out there. John, Bruce Pearl is making more money than Zach Taylor. Well, how many Pac-12 coaches make less Football? than Zach Taylor? Yeah, well, can't be many. That's a good question. No, Herm. I don't know. I'd have to. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I guess Jonathan. Smith, I bet there are some coaches that make less. Yeah, it's probably around that number. Probably three. Get signed an extension. Kyle Whittingham. What's he make? Seven, eight. Yeah, he's making good money. Lincoln. Obviously Lincoln's making. <laughs> Lincoln clears that in like a week. <laughs> so so yeah. Lincoln. Lincoln Riley loved the halftime show, from what I saw on Twitter. But anyway, doesn't Justin Wilcox make like four million dollars? Okay. Well, he just signed a new contract. I don't know what the number was, but it was, according to reports, more about uh, salary pool for assistance. But now here's the thing with Zach Taylor, which I will defend. It is hard to call plays when you can't block, and ultimately he is not the general manager. Their offensive line does stink, and I, you know, it, it's hard to find tackles. If Whitworth retires, like what are the Rams going to do at left tackle? Like wh- how do you just find a new left tackle? They go, well, we don't for whatever reason we don't. Uh, we're not in the pool of the other 31 teams that gets on the salary cap. We can do whatever we want, so we'll just sign the sweetest left tackle. That might happen. But it's hard to find tackles. It should not be hard to find guards and centers. It's why it bothers me that Aaron Banks couldn't fucking play. Like, how can this guy not... You draft a second-round guard, he should be immediate plug-and-play. Yeah. Because you see around the NFL all the time, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers in his fifth-round center, and this guy in his undrafted free agent guard. I mean, it's... Peyton Manning and Tom Brady played with mid to late round centers and guards all the time. Their interior offensive line is equally as bad as their tackles. It's just, it's really, really bad. So it's, how do you call pass plays when your best player is your quarterback and your receivers when you're just like, I don't know if you can get blocked. I mean, at one point in time, it's like seven sacks. How many sacks did Vrabel's squad have against them? Like nine. Nine. You're you're talking, you know, almost 20 sacks in a couple game period in the playoffs. It's it's remarkable they're even able to stay in it. you know who we don't talk about is this defensive coordinator that easily is the most under-the-radar defensive coordinator for a good team in league history. That guy is clearly doing a pretty good job, right? Lou and, and Arumo. Staten Island, John. Yeah, he, he feels like a college. <laughs> New York Italian tough guy who loves the fucking blitz. He was the DB coach for... Uh, who? Who's like his mentor? The, which one of the giant... Uh, Part-time running backs coach at Wagner before he moved to the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. Uh, he met uh, Joe Philbin at Harvard. Uh, blah, blah. He would he, be coach under Adam Gase. I don't know, man. Crazy. <laughs> so, by then, the way, that's, that's I mean, I, I've never really heard of this guy. I mean, this is, you know, last year or 2019 was his first year calling defense. Wait a second. The Dolphins 2015 team, was that the Mike McDaniel? I mean, the uh, Zach Taylor OC? Yeah, probably. So they. Okay, so when so he became the interim DC on that staff. Well, if I told you this when going Zach the Taylor game, was the interim OC for Dan Campbell, who was the interim head coach. If I told you that the Bengals were going to allow 23 points, would Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow have taken that? Yeah. Say, hey, yep. can you outscore? Can you score 24 yep. points? Well, I, that's why somebody made the point like the second and one play. After Burrett's uh, Jamar Chase, after Jalen Ramsey tries to jump the route, right? Yeah. And that brings up a second and one. And Burrow takes a shot down the right sideline out of bounds trying to get it to Chase. Then third and one is the P. Ryan play that Aaron Donald stops with. No, I, I, play? I Yeah, well, I think Chase gets a first down. Then he hits a guy over the middle on the next play that gets oh, nine. Okay. 
Okay. I think, the, I think Chase got like 15 yards on that. Okay. Play. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So then he throws that about second and one. Somebody made the point like, how the hell, what happened on second and one? I think that second and one play was the example of Burrow kind of adjusted in the game. Like, I, I'm just getting rid of the football, especially in that situation. I'm not taking a sack. I can't take a sack. The ball's coming out. I mean, with a better offensive line, there's no way he throws it out of bounds. I don't know. We could put a stopwatch on it, but it had to be uh, less than a second and 1.2 seconds after the snap, and he's an athletic guy. I know. So uh, before the contract extension that he signed, Justin Wilcox was scheduled to make $3.4 million this year at Cal. So Justin Wilcox, Cal, Zach Taylor, Bengals, Super Bowl, was making $300,000 more than Wilcox was about to make. To give you an idea of how underpaid Zach Taylor is. So a, a lot of these packed, then, you know, Washington pays their coach well over $4 million, right? I mean, it's, he doesn't make any money. Yeah. I, he would have, he would probably be one of the lower paid Power Five coaches, don't you think? If you just want Power Five, all the schools, right? The Iowas, the Dukes, the $3.75 in 2022. And you've always said, like, where does guys have leverage? I, I, I just get, there's a going rate. That's why I didn't like when we were in radio. It's like this is fucking the fifth market. There's not just like I know we don't aren't these jobs shouldn't they pay three, four, five hundred grand? It's like you cheap fucks. No wonder you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but but I think the same with coaching. Like you go well, where else was Mike McDaniel's going to coach? I agree, but the going in there are industry standards. You know, I'm not saying he should make ten million dollars, but. The going rate for these guys is like six, seven million dollars, especially now when you factor in college. Because I remember Joe Judge. I mean, what do you? Wouldn't you guess Robert Sala? You have multiple teams coming for. I bet Robert Sala dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's the, you're it's, it's the you're the head coach of the New York Jets. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. The New York Jets. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the Rams or Bengals at the moment. Um, I think what I think we're going to see uh, it, 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 it bothered me. I was offended for Zach Taylor. <laughs> Odell got hurt. Uh, as of this recording, I don't, I'm not seeing an official word. You know, how much will that affect next season? Is it an ACL? I mean, that's the assumption everybody makes, right? It's the assumption that I think we made. Um, so well, what it might mean though, is they just add him to the team next year, halfway through the season. Uh, I mean, it, of- it, it it is what? February thirteenth. I to me, they might have to pivot and go a different route. Why are all the 49ers tweeting about turf? Like they're River s- Craycraft tweeting about it, unsponsored. I mean, they're just obsessed with the turf because they got hurt at the turf. Yeah, but Nick Bosa and Quick Kittle both had sponsored tweets. Sponsored tweets. Yeah, I don't. I don't get I'm it. Like, are, are there NFL teams tweeting about it? I'm not even being funny or anything. I just. I don't know. They're they're just on a mission. Is it their way of talking shit about the Rams? I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You don't think Odell, you don't think we're going to get like a mid-season fe- February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October is 8 months. Yeah, I mean if like guys I, are coming back from ACLs, how long did he come back the last time? I I mean I just don't think you'd have to sign like who's signing him with a torn ACL. Well, he's going to sign back. I would imagine he resigns with the Rams, right? But I'm saying one year the, deal discount. What if, the, what if you're the Rams? You're like fuck. We're, we're, just wait till he's past yeah. his physical. That would be a second ACL in three years. Well, could you sign him to like a one-year, something like one-year, $8 million? Now, they may well, not have the money to fuck around. Wh- but why you, wouldn't I just sign a real player yeah. who could help me immediately? Who's signing him? If he tears ACL, like to me, he's just not getting signed for a minute, which sucks. 
Well, again, he, I think he'll I, end he, up back on that team. Probably, but I mean, th- there is a chance he could be out for the season, right? There's just a second ACL tear. I know it's a different leg, but you know, if it's ten months, I mean, we're we're in almost a month three of this year, right? There's a chance it cost him a season, given that the Super Bowl is in the middle of February. But you're right. I mean, guys do come back faster, but you just second ACL tear, which is honestly kind of sad because he is a fun player to watch and he was getting kind of good again. Well, it felt like it was the last, like you said it while we were watching the game, the last two weeks. Uh, I just, I, I, if I was them, I would want a real fucking player to help me now. Like they're, they're going to need, you saw today when they lost him, like they need help. I could see them. They almost traded Robert Woods during the season, but now his trade value because he's injured and he makes some money. They, they need some more offensive talent. You know? Yeah. I guess Higby was hurt too. Akers will be back I, and they'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, old for a player, young for a coach, McVay, who just turned 36, won a Super Bowl. And there was, you mentioned it earlier though, all the, some of the, he had a couple quotes about not wanting to, you know, not see his kid, his kids, unborn children one day and burned out by 60, that kind of thing. And it became this thing about is Sean McVay about to retire or is Sean McVay going to try and. Well, no, it didn't become, those were the headlines making their, the internet. Like that's the headlines that SI, that wrote a world, like they wrote McVay's contemplated retirement. I was like, what? (laughs) They threw me off. You've always said this and you're right. Print. I, I would never do a print article interview. Because they just take your words out of context. I mean, that's not even debatable at this point anymore. Because you read the article, it's like, he didn't say he was going to retire. Talk to he, he, he did not even say he was contemplating retirement right now. He he just acted like, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that at 60. Well, he's 36. So if you did the math, like he's, if retirement would be at the retirement age. Uh, and I did see some other people like, you know, he knows what he's doing. Stan's got big cash. He's time for get a contract extension. Yeah, I don't even... If you read his words, he sounded pretty innocuous, normal conversation. Like, you know, it's just the shit's a grind. Like, you, all, you co- think, all coaches kind of talk like that. Is Stan about to, like, play hardball in some contract negotiation with Sean McVay? Would it shock you if they gave Sean McVay $20 million, like five years, $20 million a year? Like five years, $100 million? I mean, why not it's give L- him 10? What? Why not give him 10 years? Yeah, but I'm just saying, don't you expect if Sean McVay gets a contract... It's the highest per year in the history of football. Like that's how it gets announced, type deal. Yeah, yeah. Because one, he's in LA, so everything's way more expensive. So if like you're making fifteen, like Sean Payton in New Orleans, you you know the going rate, inflation, the cost of living. You know, it's why, it's why it costs Lincoln. What you know, they, they had to pay a lot of money. I I would say the number is probably in the range of eighteen to twenty million dollars. Like that's what I would expect the number to get. And especially like even if it did just rattle stand a little bit. Having McVeigh as part of your brand is a pretty big deal. I think just for their whole operation. He, to me, still feels like, I mean, Aaron Donald's our best player, but Sean McVeigh, like Kyle Shanahan, when you think, when you say LA Rams, who do most people think of? Sean McVeigh, right? Yeah, I think he's the face of their franchise. Yeah. Well, how much is Bill Belichick making? And whatever it is, does... People do always Patri- act like it's $20, $25 million or something. Well, I mean, whatever it is, the Patriots don't think twice about it, you know? And the, the other problem, the crafts, right? Here's the other problem: is like, if what would McVeigh get if he signed to Monday Night Football next year, or if if Amazon got word that McVeigh was interested, what would they offer him? Twenty million dollars. Yeah, it would have to be to me more than Romo, because Romo was on the couch yeah. when they signed Romo. 
This guy has a job. So, and Romo's making what seventeen million now. Now that's his second. That that wasn't his first deal, right? That was no. Yeah. Somehow Romo signed an extension like after year one. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Got re up. <laughs> but he's not going anywhere. And the Aaron Donald one to me, that was just Rodney Harrison saying it. It feels like maybe, maybe during like a pump sesh, they train with a similar guy, and Aaron's like, "This is a grind. Like, if I win, I might go out on top, dog." And that's he just dropped that line to his trainer like mid pump this week. Julio on the stream says, "McVay to Amazon, you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Aaron Donald asked about it immediately after the game by Michelle Tafoya because Michelle's like, for the record, Aaron, I am retiring. So will you be joining me in retirement? <laughs> Michelle's not like tiptoeing around any questions in her final interview, right? She's, are you retiring? And he's like, I'm just being in the moment right now. Which, again, would be what you would probably say anyway. But he didn't say, huh? I'm going to try and run it back again. Like, why didn't he say that? So he's almost 31. Aaron Donald retiring would be, I'll tell you right now, there are group chats around the NFC West, offensive line groups. Like, Alex Mack's like, you know, I was going to retire, but if Aaron's leaving, I might, I come back for another year. Right? People are praying Aaron uh, Donald retires. Interior lineman and exterior lineman around the NFL praying. Like, why would he leave right now? Yeah, it'd be one of the craziest stories ever. I mean, he would be. I mean, is he going to be in the? Aren't they going to be pretty heavy favorites to win it again? I mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, I saw Brady the numbers, back. Gonna, but it's just they're going to easily be a top two or three team. They're going to be. I, we were talking before we hopped on that their over under number feels like it's going to be like a. You know, now you got to add half game, maybe like eleven. Right with the seventeen game schedule, yeah. There's a chance if Brady stays retired, do they and and Rodgers is traded from the Packers? Is their over under the highest in the NFC? Has to be right. They just won the Super Bowl. They got all these sweet players coming back. Brady's gone. The Niners have a new quarterback. Right. If Rodgers is gone, the Packers is going to fucking dip dramatically. Well, you could argue there may not be the closest team. Uh, who would be even there? within a game of them? I can like, see the like, Cowboys could just rack up double-digit wins in the division. Yeah, maybe. Depends on what happens at some point. Let's say the Eagles trade for Russ or something like that, right? Yeah. Then Deshaun maybe they could get up there. Or something. But you're right. No one's going to be higher than the Rams, which it's not a crazy thing for returning. Although the story was today that the Packers are prepared to off- or offering Aaron $50 million a year. Yeah, all cash. But like two years, like two years, $100 million, all cash. Yeah. Which, I, you know. But again. then I also saw people like... This is just the Packers knowing they just got to throw this out there. So they look like the good guy. Well, we know they're going to offer him a lot of money. Like, it's just, well, they're gonna, you're doing negotiating through Twitter. Like, it's just, he's either going to leave or not. You know, also, if they're throwing it out there and they're offering it to him, then yeah, they get credit for that. If they're offering yeah. him $50 million, then they get credit for that. That'd be pretty crazy if he declines $50 million. Uh, I mean, I know. Did you see some of his MVP speech when he, like, I did? It felt before? very kind of, but also just like how much well, the crazy thing about him leaving, it feels like he's pretty genuine about his like for that guy, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, he he went out of his way to like, he would not have done that for old Chubbs, right? <laughs> he wouldn't even have mentioned him. But it, do you think he did went over the top because he knows like, hey man, you were a big part of helping my career get back to the top, and I'm out, but I fucking love you. It definitely that speech felt like I'm out is what it definitely felt like. Yes, I mean everyone and just going assumes out, he's going to Denver. I'm going out with class, unlike the way everyone thought I was going to go out. Like I'm going out with class, 
and I'm going to kiss everyone's ring on the way out. And maybe you guys will just do what I'm asking you to do, which is let me go. You know, and pay, and he tried to, last year. He tried to force his way out. This year, he's going to try and kill him with kindness. What if you would have ended with Peyton? You got a real estate agent for me. <laughs> Peyton's already got a guest house. I'm going to stay in the Peyton's uh, Monday Night Football Manning cast garage. I mean, it Peyton's feels neighbor. like it, if I tell you he's not on the Packers and he ends up anywhere else, not the Denver Broncos, that story feels like is the would be the craziest thing, right? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you say everyone thinks he's going to the Denver Broncos? Yeah. He's just yes. going there with our guy from UC Davis, bald guy, and they're just going to fucking try to win. Which, like, why would he want in on the, the AFC West? Like, I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> He's just fucking planning on going there and winning 10, 11 games. Well, I mean, think also think about, like, look at the division he's in. What's the, that's what, that's so, the point. He's going from this really easy division to a hard division. Yeah, but, I mean, if he wants to leave the division he's in, then he doesn't care what's in whatever division he's going to. Yeah. Do you think the cowboy boots was like a subliminal message to everybody? Denver, you think? Like Rocky Mountain? Yeah, cowboy like I boots? Could, I, I could hop on a horse. Hand suit? Young, yeah. In the, in the Rockies, if I needed to. It, it did feel kind of <laughs> Rocky Mountain. You're right. Yeah. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Rocky Mountain Oysters, Colorado. Peyton, I, see, I, see you soon. I, I, I don't even feel like him and Peyton would even be buddies, but... no. I don't think so. Peyton either. goes to all the games. So if you're Peyton, you just want Aaron there. So at least when you're going to the games, they're winning, right? Peyton's a pretty loyal Denver Bronco fan. He takes his kid to like all the home games. If I was him, I, I just don't think I would go to all these home games. Might go to like one a year, but it's like, Peyton, you're going to give eight or nine of your Sundays every year just to go to Denver Bronco games when they're a seven win team. Like, that's, that's impressive. Are they paying you to do this? Are you doing this just because you enjoy football? And it might just be that simple. Like, he actually really enjoys going. His son, he know it's just a, cool father-son moment, bonding moment. But if I was in Peyton's shoes, especially during the Vic Fangio era, max two games a year. <laughs> you know, I, I could, I, I feel like he went to every single game the last like three years. He just loves game day. Yeah. I think he loves game day. And that's... It's know. an easy it's excuse just, to you, hang out with your son, you know, and do You know, it's fun. the same, like you go to some town, you're like, who's that over there in the stands? Like, oh, that's... Manny Henderson, MVP in 1947, comes to all the Little League games, just loves ball. Yeah, it's just a higher level, right? Uh, so you just, uh, when it's in your blood, it's in your blood. I don't know. What else about the Super Bowl? The halftime show? The uh, the game itself? I mean, Stafford, McVay, Cooper Cup, Taylor Rapp, uh, engagement afterwards, Joe Burrow. You know, you and I were laughing during the game because you're like, the Bengals had the lead and you said, is Joe Burrow about to have as many championships as Patrick Mahomes? And I go, and Russell Wilson? And then I could see in your eyes you're about to say it. I spewed it. And Aaron Rodgers? You know, now, is he going to be back ever? I mean, the AFC is a bear. That was a big sports radio topic on my 20-minute drive from your house. It was what, a lot will we ever like, be back? Yeah, I, you know, you assume young teams, when they get their opportunity, and then you start looking around like, People will pick the Rams to get back because look at the NFC. Look at the AFC. Like it's, You're just going to beat Mahomes again on the road? You think Josh Allen's going anywhere? You you think, you know, if Herbert's coach just doesn't go for it in every fourth down, they, they should be pretty fucking good. L- Lamar Jackson? Like, say what you want about Lamar Jackson. When he's healthy, he's pretty good, right? I mean, are they just, just going to – do you think they're going to win? I, I'm not trying to talk shit about him because it was an incredible story. I will be stunned if they win the AFC North next year. 
Well, I mean, stunned will be, stunned is strong. I will not pick them to win the AFC North. Who are you going to pick, the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I just it's just hard. I mean, that's just a tough division. The Browns. What if Steelers get Steelers. old Jimmy? I see. I think Joe Burrow is everything we think he is, and Jamar Chase is everything we think he is. The reality is, they needed Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell. But they don't need Panay Sewell, as you said earlier. They just need to upgrade a little bit. I think I'm not saying they're going to be back. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Bills and the you know Chiefs, but I do think they're going to be good for a little while. I mean, I think Joe's. No, I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I think they're going to be a you know a playoff contender. But to just like home playoff games, if you told me they're in the playoff mix the next two of the next three years, but don't have a home playoff game, that wouldn't be that shocking. Yeah, but I mean that's success. You just put yourself in that mix enough with your quarterback being as good as he is, and he's clearly really good. You knew drafting pick 32? Uh, The Lions? The Lions. <laughs> Wait, so they get two and 32? They get their pick, and then they get the Rams pick. Well, they're drafting second, right? Yeah, they wherever they're – yeah, they're picked. Oh, with the, could you the imagine Rams. if they had one and 32? That'd be pretty unreal. But it's like this – should the Rams, should the Lions be proud? Like, hey, we're drafting 32, or like, that kind of sucks. We traded Matt Stafford, got picked 32. It's pretty crazy when you have the quarterback and you're like, yeah, you know, we, we can't figure out how to rebuild it around the star quarterback, so somebody else, you you take them and win the championship with them. Who does that? Well, the Lions. The Lions. That's, if I'm a Lions fan, the t- tonight kind of stung. Like, he fucking one year four playoff victories in a Super Bowl championship? The guy's got a ring? One year? And and what'd you get back for him? Pick 32? Pick 32? Injured off. Pick 32! It's the thing, like, you trade these sweet fucking players and the player goes to a good team. That pick sucks. Wait, did, so they got... What pick did they get last year from the... They got well, last no, year they, they, they got the... They don't get it last year. Yeah, so... But so I mean, we're a, a one this year and a one in 2023. Ugh. Which probably be somewhere between 25 and 32. <laughs> and Jared Goff, are you kidding? That sucks. Now, the money was a part of it, right? They were taking on a lot of money. But who was? <laughs> I mean, if you were the Rams, you were taking on his money and then they had some of Goff's... Like, obviously but not all the Goff. you're also taking money. on Goff's money too, right? You had to pay Goff this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like... It's just not a. It's that was just a factor, I guess. I, I don't. How do you really conceptualize trading golf in two ones for this guy who's sucks really good? Like they won the championship because Matthew Stafford was their quarterback. One hundred. Are they in the? They're probably in the playoffs with Jared Goff. Are they in the? Playoffs yeah, I with think. Jared Goff? Well, <laughs> uh, nine-ish wins. Would they have? Yeah, what would they have done if they didn't get Stafford? Would they have run it back? It feels like McVay would have tried to find a way to get somebody else as his quarterback. Yeah, he was. He couldn't look at, you know, we all have those moments with someone personally or professionally where you just can't look at him, and it felt like that's where he was. And he tried to apologize for it retroactively later, but it was, I saw your true color, Sean. I don't blame you. Like, listen, scouts have this, coaches have this. For whatever reason, Sean was proven right, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, I've seen a lot of this, and I've seen it on Twitter, and Daniels has said it. Goff is drying his tears with his 1,000-count sheets. I mean, Jared, it'd be one thing if, like, Stafford, you know what I mean? Like, as much as it sucks to see your former team probably win the championship, like, Stafford is why they won the championship. So, I don't know. It'd be different than, like, them replacing you with your backup. 
Their defense know. is their defense is good, right? No, no, I'm not saying Stafford's the only reason why. I'm just saying they don't win it without Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, it's a credit shit. to them. They did it. It's a credit to Stafford. He's a really good player. That's the point. I mean, do they beat the Bucks with a random quarterback? Maybe not. Yeah, I, Jared Goff beat the Bucks. Probably not. I wouldn't. Have Jared had some good games. Remember, we loved the Rams against the Bucks, and I felt good about Matt Stafford. You give me yeah. Jared Goff, I never would have bet on the Rams in that game. Is Matthew Stafford a high, high end Garoppolo? I mean, he threw two picks today. Yeah, he turns the ball over a lot. I, I think he's in that far. You know, I, I think Rivers was a guy that turned it over a lot. Eli turned it over a lot. Like he's in kind of, he's not in the category of the elite elite guys. Like there's a lot of arguments on Twitter about like Stafford Hall of Famer or what. Got a ways to go, but he just he's just kind of is a unique player because he's really really talented. You're not totally confident in him, but you remember the stats forever when Derek early on in his career started having those comeback victories, and the guy always at the top was Matt Stafford. So like the wins the Lions would have, it would be like Stafford pulling stuff out of his ass. He is, I understand why people love the guy, right? Just in terms of his physical attributes, his ability to make big plays. He does stupid shit. The one pick wasn't all his fault, a little off, but the pick in the end zone. He's done that a couple times, right? And I think this is part of the big arm. Yeah. Go deep. That was, I, I think it was bad. That was a third and 14 and not in field goal range, but it, it still was bad. How about, oh, oh, before we move on, the lost play of the Super Bowl. So he throws the pick in the end zone, and Vernon Hargraves in slides comes running off the bench, and not just like onto the field a little bit, all the way onto the field and into the end zone to celebrate with the team. Got a taunting penalty. Not ideal. First of all, your team's in the Super Bowl. You're on the sideline. You're running around. Sneakers? You don't want to wear some running shoes? Just some Nikes or something? Slides? Was he wearing AirPods? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love listening to the home radio feed. <laughs> he couldn't have been he couldn't have been wearing AirPods, could he? I, I don't know. Let's look it up. I think you're allowed to wear slides like in a team meeting or whatever. I don't think you wear slides on game day. To me, it's not even about allowed so much as it's like, how are you comfortable on an NFL sideline in slides? I mean, I know they feel comfortable, but they just wear your tennis shoes, bro. That 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 was a highlight. I mean, we've seen some incredible penalties. It's one of the greatest penalties I've ever seen. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I don't see AirPods in this initial photo, but we'll keep looking. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you 
free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we'll move on. Um, what else, John? The quarterback that just won the Super Bowl was basically traded before the end of the uh, the beginning of the new league year last year, right? The deal got what's our favorite word here consummated on the first day of the league year, which I think last year was March 18th. This year it is March 16th. I might have reversed those dates, but yeah, March this, this year is the 16th. And so the question is, as we talk about this on February 13th. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get traded in the next month? Uh, Mike Garofolo said on TV today, Mike? Yeah, Mike. That, yes, there is a no trade that expires on the 16th, but the, the two sides, Jimmy and the Niners, are working together on a trade. It's what I've been saying the whole time. I don't care about the no trade because of his contract with only one year and the number that it is. Whoever acquires him is going to want to work with him on his number, his contract number. So I, there's every reason for Jimmy and the Niners to have to work together because Jimmy's got to want to go where they're sending him. Like I, They could try and send him to the Texans, but if he tells the Texans, I'm not taking a pay cut, I'm not restructuring, and I don't want to play for you, they're not going to trade for him. 
So, uh, but anyway, the point being like, there are no impediments here to him getting traded in the next couple of weeks in the next four weeks. Let's say, I think we have a trade by the time the combine ends. Uh, I think the combines at the end of the month. And I, I think that's when it goes down. I, I think a week or two before the league year starts, you know, like early March, we know where Jimmy's going. And I think it's just be a done deal because I think it's going to be, it, he's going to go want to go somewhere where he can win. And the teams that are going to want him, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a team that's getting thrown around nonstop. And it actually makes some sense because they are not going to just want to lose. And then they can justify taking like the Liberty guy as a backup kind of Trey Lance style and have Jimmy on the roster because they're going to go, if you give us Jimmy Garoppolo, who might even be slightly better right now than what we just had in Ben, we're a 10-11 win team. We're built a lot like the Niners, right? We have all these wide receivers. We have a sweet running back. We got a fucking sweet defense. We got a coaching staff here ready to rock and roll. So to me, do the Pittsburgh Steelers just trade, you know, just say, fuck it. We'll just give you, we just, we need him. Here's a third round pick and let's go and just call it a deal. And if you're Jimmy, how would you turn that down going to the Pittsburgh oh, you Steelers? Wouldn't. Yeah. So to me, that's the number one spot. Like if they're interested, if I'm Jimmy and Don Yee, that's where I want to go. Because I, I don't I don't want to go to the Commanders. The Commanders might suck. The like I want to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. To me, that's if they want me, and you know, everyone's putting them. I, I do think we'll have like the Pittsburgh Steelers are interested. Like if that legitimately comes out, to me, that's where he's going. Because I don't think as long as Bruce Arians there, he doesn't fit Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians throws it down the field. Jimmy does not. The Steelers, they'd argue, like, we've been dinking and dunking the last couple of years with the fucking big guy. Just, let's do it with Jimmy, right? Uh, March 1 through the 7th is the combine. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers have been functioning in that way. And again, there's some, there's been some over the months confusion. His no trade expires on the 16th. That was the point of, you know, the back and forth over the last several months. And I wouldn't say that he has leverage, but I do think, Again, they need to work together if they're going to do it before the 16th, and they don't have to do what he wants. After they're the not. They're not going to fuck him, though. Clearly, no, I don't think so. And again, the team acquiring him needs him to be cool with it. It's just the way it works. With and quarterback, you to, and you need to be good to Don Yee, right? The Niners need to be good to Don Yee because they want Don to let them know what Tom's up to. Yeah, they can't be like Tom was in Cabo and met with some other coach who was also in Cabo, and the Niners missed out on that trade. Ron Rivera. Yeah, I if I'm Jimmy, I want no part of the Commanders. Absolutely none. Do do not send me the Commanders. I think there was a tweet today by Pro Football Talk that like the league has finally had enough of Dan Snyder. It's like oh, I can't. This story is so stupid. We've had this story for a decade. He just he's going nowhere. You guys all hate him. You're stuck with him. You can't kick him out of the club. But if I'm Jimmy, I am avoiding that club at all costs. And I, if I'm him, I, I, I'm actually actively trying to get to the Steelers. To me, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm having Don talk to Kevin Colbert, talk to Mike Tomlin. Shit, I'll go do a deal with Rooney. Get me Watt on the phone. Like, I want to go there. Well, that's Don't the way. Watt, Watt showed you the way. You knock on Mr. Rooney's door. And you go, Mr. Rooney, let's get this deal done. If I told you that Jimmy's on the Steelers, would you go, Jimmy could have a decent season next year? Yeah. The one question would be, like you said, they want to work with the contract. If I'm the Steelers, I'm not extending Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I think what you do is you do some restructure. Maybe you add a fake second year. 
something like that. To get his number down to like five to eight instead of like 24 on the books. Yeah, instead of 27, you make it 18 or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's risky because then you get stuck with them kind of. Kind of, but you know, at the end of the day, you can, it, there are ways to structure those things. Yeah. But you're right. If you're Jimmy, you don't have much incentive to do it because you don't believe the Niners are going to cut you. Right. No, because they, they won't. They can get something for you. But they, if they don't, if he doesn't give in and they can take it past the March 16 date, like they could trade him to wherever, even though why would anyone want to trade for a guy that doesn't want to be there? This, this isn't 1996 where you do shit like that really anymore. That doesn't, it's too much money to pay someone $25 million who hates you, right? It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And what teams, like the Texans do not, the Texans are, Davis Mills is their starting quarterback. They would not be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Davis Mills is going to be their starting quarterback. Now the, the Giants Sean's still hang around too. The, the Giants could, you know, I could say sniff around maybe. Yeah, they want to get rust probably. I I also think you know Steelers went nine and seven in the AFC North football team. I don't think the football team is the worst place in the world. I mean, organizationally, it's bad. Ron has shown they can compete. They went seven and ten in the NFC East. Yeah, Ron Cowboys has shown and Eagles combined for you know, what twenty wins. So Cowboys and Eagles combined for. Uh, the one thing didn't weren't, didn't wasn't there a cowboy game against the Commanders 21. that was like seventy five to nothing on Sunday Night Football? If I recall, uh, was that Sunday night or Saturday night? It was a night game and it was a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, wasn't somebody mailing it in that night? Oh, the Cowboys were mailing it and still won fifty six to fourteen. I think they destroyed them. Fifty six fourteen was the final score on that one. That had to be one of the biggest blowouts of the year. I think Could the be. Patriots beat the Jags like fifty to ten. That was also up there. How about the uh, how about the Colts for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Why would what the hell's the difference? We saw them play, and Carson was better than him. I'd rather have Carson Wentz. Uh, there's a belief that Carson Wentz will probably be traded or released before March 19th, per Mort report. That's when 15 million dollars in base salary becomes guaranteed. His future in Indianapolis looks quote unquote bleak. They're trying to bully him into a restructure. Yeah, to me, he's. Carson Wentz. Are they going to trade for Nick Foles? I didn't even think Carson Wentz. Yeah, no. I I think Carson Wentz is going to be back. I think the owner's pissed off right now. Carson Wentz just fucked him in that last game. I mean, he was. I didn't even watch it, but. I mean, you you watch some of that game? Wasn't he? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he threw a bad pick, as I remember. He did some crazy stuff over the course of the year. Yeah, it's it's a roller coaster ride. On the field. But that's what he does. I mean, left handed passes. Flip backhanded throws. I mean, every time I watched him, it was at least one, if not two, of a left-handed throw and a, like a backhanded flip, like to the numbers, not an inside pitch play. Yeah. Now he's he's uh he's like in the Stafford category, but way shittier. You know, it's you know the physical gifts are great. Stafford, much more normal guy. It feels like without the uh, high end or the leadership. Yeah, and just a lot of shit. A lot of terrible plays. He is, you know, I think we use the term regress sometimes. There is no debating he's gotten worse. I hate the word regress because I think it's overused, but I cannot. I would use it in this case, yeah. He had moments for like a two-and-a-half-year stretch where he's like, this guy's really good. And now he just, I mean, the Eagles, is that an all-time great trade? They traded Carson Wentz for a first-round pick. Can you imagine right now, let's just say, the Colts were like, we're going to trade Carson Wentz. It's, his contract's much smaller now, easier to trade. 
what would they get? Uh, fifth? <laughs> I mean, talk about a win from Roseman. You think a fifth? What would you? What do you think they would get? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in that you know, somewhere in that range, people would hang up on you. Like if you started like third, right? Right. His value dramatic, precipitous drop off this year because it kind of validated. Like you know, you could be like, well, there's a lot of weird shit going on with Philly. Doug got fired, right? Just weird things going on. Jalen there over his shoulder. He'd already kind of had those demons with Foles. Let's see what he looks like in Indy. With a really good team and a really good defense and a good offensive line. And you're like, ugh, ugh, I just don't see it. Yep. Neither did Ursay. Now he's pissed. Maybe Ursay is just fucking on the sauce texting Mort. I'm not, I'm not cutting this guy a $15 million check, Chris. Ballard and Frank, I keep telling these guys, get this guy off my squad. I'm going to go jam with Huey Lewis and Rolling Stones. I wonder if Frank is just. I wonder if Frank hates coaching him now. But I mean, isn't that the reason he's there? How he held strong. Remember, it was like they were going back and forth, going back and forth, and he finally got them to like second round pick. But if he starts seventy five percent of the games, and he did, and then it, and he did, they missed the playoffs. Like for the Stafford, the Stafford Lions is when it goes like, oh, we got a first round pick, but then it turns into thirty two, and you're like, ah, eh, not ideal. The Eagles, like, well, it could be a second. Or if he keeps playing, it goes to a first. And then they miss the playoffs, and he plays all the things, and you get pick 16. Pick 16 for Carson Wentz? 16? That's crazy. And you wonder how he might pack it, move up with that pick somehow. Yeah. Or you, what if that pick gets him like Russell Wilson? You know, his three first-round picks. Oh, yeah. Um, Russell was telling Roger that. Should I go to Philly? You, what market do you want me in, Rog? How about Russ looking right into the, Between Russ and The Rock looking right into the camera before kickoff today. Had a lot of eye contact through the camera. Do you think The Rock misses many uh, curl sessions? I mean, how... He could he can't go to a normal gym, right? Like, there's not enough weight. Well, he's, you follow him on Instagram. He's got the Iron Paradise. that he It's at his house, and then he, no. wherever he works on, like, a movie set, they have to build in the Iron Paradise. So, And he's one of those guys, like... Just flew in 24 hours from Tibet. I'm going to get a workout right now. It's like, yeah. Where do you, this energy just, at, he's not 30 years old anymore. I mean, this guy's like 50. I remember you know, this. He went to the Fresno State football weight room one time, I think. He was in town for like a wrestling event. They had him at the weight room. When he that, was like early in his career. Yeah. I mean, this is, I don't know. 10, I mean, maybe 15, 12 years ago, something like that. You know what I've always found weird about The Rock? is he played on these really famous Miami teams with a lot of like NFL legends. Why are none of them friends with him? Why don't, why is it never like, you know, Dwayne Johnson, Ray Lewis out for dinner. Like, was he not, do they not like him? Does Joe Montana like Rudy? I watched that movie this weekend. Yeah, but Rudy, but he's the rock. Like he's really famous. Like, why wouldn't they like, why wouldn't it be like the rocks out to dinner with Michael Irvin and Ed Reed? Like why they're maybe he's too big for them, but it doesn't seem like those guys like him. Yeah. That's very, it's always been bizarre to me. Something's, I got the rock red flagged. Maybe they just weren't friends at the time. You think now they should connect because they had a shared experience, even though they well, weren't now tight he's like then, on maybe. their level. Yeah. Know, like they were sweet. He was like this rotational D tackle who they were right. always like, this guy thinks going to the league. <laughs> then he goes to the CFL with seven bucks or whatever. Chris Mortensen on Saturday morning. The odd vibe between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray is indeed alarming. 
Murray is described as self-centered, immature, and a finger pointer per sources. Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by playoff loss to Rams and thinks he's been framed a scapegoat. Where is it headed? Despite the acrimony, the Cardinals expect things to calm down and Murray is their QB. Select veterans hope to reach Murray on how to handle adversity better. Coach Cliff Kingsbury also is self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for QB. Does that mean different quarterbacks or make better plays for the quarterback? Better plays that? for the self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives for QB. I think it's his offense didn't help the quarterback. Is, is what so the, me, the media is. scrub wasn't just to get attention. It was he's pissed. Right. Who who's pissed? Oh, the me yeah. You see the Cardinals then scrubbed? Yeah, but they but they did it with just two pictures of him, right? Right. I thought it was like the intern was trying to like be funny. Yes, every social every team social media account takes it one step too far. But Kyler's one hundred percent now, it's pretty clear, was a fuck you to the Cardinals, not like doing some media push. Yeah, and I couldn't you argue the way he played in that last in the Rams game was kind of a fuck you to the Cardinals? Yeah. Well, the scapegoat, like no, Kyler, no one, the, the, we determine who the scapegoat is. We just watched you play, and you were really shitty. What, what, what are you talking about? Like, the Cardinals didn't push some, we watched you play, you were awful. What, do you think he was like, does Kyler think they were calling bad plays on purpose? I, I don't I don't understand his angst right now, beside him just being a miserable little, he's just so angry. He just looks miserable. Like, bro, just smile. You know, we talked about him when this thing initially happened, when he initially did the scrub, and we've talked about him a lot. And one of the things we talked about at the time last week was you think about the good, the great young quarterbacks in this league, right? Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Just go down the list. Joe Burrow. Like, they they all have a certain type of, like, leadership quality that Kyler seems to lack. And we love doing body language expert work on this show. And somebody tweeted at me today, Sunday, like, are you guys going to body language breakdown, Kyler? And I said, well, we have, but I'll tell you, like, the thing I always say is he looks like a baseball player, acts like a baseball player, who doesn't have to be accountable to anybody else on his team because he's a baseball player. And you just, you go up there and hit, you hit, uh, you, you pick up the ground ball that comes to you, you throw it to first, what you do has no bearing on your teammates. And that's kind of the body language that you get from him, except he's the quarterback. But his body language is that uh, he's in an 0 for 32 stretch and he's just jogging back to first base without, you know, like fans, it's funny, right? When a guy is struggling, like they want guys to do the Josh Reddick slam the helmet down after he's out at first base. Like that's what you want from a guy when he's struggling. Like I want to see why does, why doesn't he care? Like that's Kyler's got that kind of, which I think we can go over the top with that stuff, but didn't Larry Fitzgerald kind of, or was, what was the story last year? Remember, there was I thought, a, remember he was on the golf course. Yes. At like Pebble Beach. And a fan asked him like, what's up with Kyler? And he was like, he's a douche. Or, and then he, and then I think Larry went to the guy and like, could you delete that video or something? Or wasn't was he like, he's was? a, maybe he didn't say he was a douche, but he, he definitely crushed him. I got a couple people on Twitter today were like, Larry, Kyler even forced Larry Fitzgerald to finally call it quits. <laughs> I, I just, I, I to me, he's on the stream. He, he is just, uh, I just think he's just a prima donna. He feels very much like a James Harden, Ben Simmons, like he belongs in the NBA. I actually don't think a lot of, you know, how many baseball guys, he he would have bad body language even for a baseball guy. I mean, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. You know, he'd be on oh, the low it? end of body language baseball guys. But wasn't there a story like 
didn't Steve Young say he talked? Wasn't it like Steve Young said he talked to a veteran player in Arizona? It was like last year. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? And Steve, it was right after Steve and Fitz had been at, 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 uh, in Tahoe together, maybe? Something like or, that. Or at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Steve, Steve gave, away, gave away a nugget that was pretty telling. Steve said something, like a former or a veteran Cardinals player. It was clear, like, yeah, he's talking to Larry Fitzgerald. Like, who are you're, like, going through? Who else is he talking to? Like, A.Q. Yeah. Shipley, the center? I mean, A.Q. <laughs> <laughs> <A>. Shipley. <laughs> he was with the Eagles. It doesn't take much here to do the body language breakdown on Kyler. He's just not. So it's it's real. And I the thing that makes it weird is, you know, we were talking about Eric Burkhart the other day. The agent, he is Cliff's agent and he's Kyler's agent. Because I was trying to come up with the theory. Like, what, what is that? What is, for two tweets, Mort squeezed a lot into two tweets. Murray's described as self-centered, immature, finger-pointing. Murray, but, okay, so there's that. There's We got that side. The other side is Murray's frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by playoff loss to Rams and thinks he's been framed as the scapegoat. Well, would the owner have said that to him? Okay, then we go on. Where's it headed? Despite the acrimony, the Cardinals expect things to calm down. And Murray's their QB. So he's got somebody on the Cardinals side, which is pretty clear. Then he's got select veterans hope to reach Murray. What select veterans? JJ, JJ? Watt, Chandler Jones? What? AK Chandler's Shippel? a free agent. He's probably out. <clears throat> uh, Hop- Buda, Buda Baker. Hop- Hopkins. Cliff is self-scouting where he can provide better alternatives, which is like uh, they just want out there. Like Cliff's working. You know, Cliff's. <laughs> I, there was a I, lot. I, I, I think that, to me, the number one line, the self-centered finger pointer, like someone wanted as an fu to Kyler in there, and to yeah. me, that's the that's the owner or the coach or the GM. Like Chris Mortensen is not writing that. Maybe JJ Watt could tell him that, and he would. But I, to me, it has to be one of the heavy hitters in the franchise for him to tweet that. Don't you think? This yeah. guy's an old school Big J. He ain't tweeting that just as Hopkins slides up in his DMs. To me, that feels like. Michael Bidwell talked to Chris Mortensen and was like, I'm tired of this little guy. He's pissing me off. Or even if Kingsbury said that, maybe, I guess. Because Kingsbury, the only way to reach him now is to kind of like, but is Bla- what's blasting him going to do? It's not, that's not Kingsbury's issue. What? Oh, you're saying Kingsbury blasting Kyler. Yeah, but like, what's that going to motivate him to be a better guy? It feels like a guy like Kyler is just going to hate you even more and be an even bigger dick. Usually, dicks don't like all of a sudden become not assholes by just oh, you know what? He they really resonated when they called me a self-centered prick. That, in, that, yeah, yeah, publicly. Yeah, that that so, uh, also finger pointer. I, I'm very selfish. I had to do some uh, introspection. Check the mirror. I'm good, guys. Fucking give me that seat. Vote me captain, guys. Lead. Let's roll. I had, Rams, no, I'm coming for you. It once more tweeted it. It really crystallized <laughs> in my head. Yeah. more Whoever. Who, hey, guys. First team meeting OTAs. Whoever told fucking Chris Mortensen that. I Thanks, guys. I, I needed that shit, man. I was a little hungover from the night before out of this party. Uh, a couple hot chicks have a fucking time in my life. And I realized I'm an asshole. And you guys, you know, select veterans. I don't know who, which ones it is. I'm looking at you, JJ. Maybe you, Hopkins. I thought we were boys. Fucking hate me. Like I just, to me, it was. You have potential to even make it ten times worse. Like I, is it? Could they trade him? He feels a little NBA-ish, and sometimes NBA-ish, this shit happens fast. Like boom. So what are they doing? Is is Cliff trading him? How is? 
Cliff's trying to save his job. How's Cliff going to win 10 games without Kyler Murray next year? Yeah, to me, that's where it goes back to maybe it's the owner. And the owner is just so tired. So fire of, he, Cliff? Well, no, you know you're stuck with these two guys, but you just want it out there that you're just pissed off and you want to blast them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like actually following through to trade him, will you fire Cliff and the next coach wants to trade Kyler? Probably not. He would like to try it out for a year. Yeah, but I, by then, if Cliff gets fired and they go seven, it could just be like this thing's not working. It feels like this could be a disaster for them. An absolute disaster. Uh, DM on the stream. I hope Raiders don't extend Carr. One of the things that went around, uh, one of the PFF guys suggested a five-year, $200 million contract for uh, Derek Carr on the internet today, which is fine. You know, we're just all talking on the internet. It's it's all good. I got no problem. Whatever your ideas are, let's all just have a discourse, John. But uh, there was a rap sheet report that, like, they are considering a contract extension, which is where that started from. So it did start from a rap sheet report, which, you know, we've talked about this a lot and whether or not we expect them to do it. And rap sheet's saying it's a consideration. I saw Tafer quoted the article just because I was like, I'm not reading this thing. <laughs> and he wrote in the article is that unlike Gruden, who never fully supported Derek, these guys plan to have his back immediately, kind of like to show a support. The, the, the number five for 200 going around, I, I do have a hard time seeing a coach who has never coached another player. And there were some rumors going around that the Patriots, I don't, did we talk about this last year? Tried to trade for Derek Carr last year. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. And I, it's been talked about on the internet streets. To like, remember when Josh and Belichick tried to trade for Derek Carr last year? I'm like, I follow Derek Carr's trade rumors pretty closely. I don't have a fucking vivid remember uh, memory of that. Maybe, like, was Derek Carr on the trade block last year? I Not that I remember. Teams well, were I mean, there, there were... There, there was the conversation when Russ put the Raiders on his list. Didn't, didn't Russ put the Raiders on his list? Yeah. That's when there was a conversation, but I just found – I'm trying to find out. In fact, uh, so so Rap Sheet said it like recently. The Patriots considered trying to trade for Carr before the season. Uh, the Patriots were mentioned as possible suitors for Carr last February – is they this is an article from February second, twenty twenty one. According to uh, this was oh the Raiders were considering Deshaun. Vinny Bonsignor said it could get two first round picks for Carr. He's I, not I, that I, I remember that. I remember that. The but two first see. round pick conversation. I just don't remember the Patriots specifically. The Patriots no. are among the teams mentioned in the story as possible suitors for Carr. Obviously, every man is, you know, regardless who your mentor is in any industry, if you get the opportunity to do it, you don't agree or disagree or are on the same page with everything that person has done. You're going to do certain things your own way. Every, we're all that way, right? So just because Bill has historically lowballed everybody doesn't mean Josh will. But you sign an extension like this, even if the numbers are somewhat fake, if he's going to sign a five-year contract extension, we we know the bare minimum for guaranteed money, if it's $180, $200 million, would be what? $125? The bare minimum would be $125. He got $75 or $74. What was that? Five years ago? So if you're just... That's the bare minimum. That number could easily be $135, $140 guaranteed. Josh McDaniels is basically... His career, he is... He is getting married to Derek Carr before he ever coached him a snap. To me, that for a guy that is 
played in one playoff game. Obviously, he's talented, and obviously you'd want him on your team, but that's a li- that to me seems a little crazy. I, I know, and I know to, they're in a tough spot. Like, what are you going to do? Just let them play it out, and then you what, have to pay them anyway. Could, but what if you don't see eye to eye with them? I don't know. Also, I would give Derek the credit. Like, Derek's not going to the tank if he doesn't have a contract, right? Like, you don't need to show Derek your support financially here. Um, and again, I keep saying this part, given what you just said, the floor is so high on an extension for Carr right now. Even if he has a great year, and then you pay him, and you end up paying him more than you would have paid him if you extended him now, right? Like, Carr has a great year in 2022, 2023, this coming season. Then you need to extend him, and you end up paying an extra, what, $40 million over the course of the contract? 30? Like, the number now is going to – the floor is so high for what you're going to pay him right now that I don't think there's that much risk in waiting because it's – yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money if you extend him after a really good year. The the risk is, does he not show up? You know, well – Hasn't I mean, been his mo, but that that would be to me the question. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting that vibe, I, I'd be surprised if he plays that game because I think he wants to go play for job, like figure it out and have a big year and blah blah blah. I, I give him credit. This crew is trying to get it out there that like we support this guy. They're doing the right thing. Yeah. Now, ultimately, money talks, shit walks. Like you could talk like we want this guy. Well, are you gonna extend him? Because right now it's a lot of conjecture. You know, people talking. Does it come out at the combine like they have a framework for a deal? And then it's like, to me, that it'd just be pretty crazy to sign up with a player you've never coached who doesn't have, who hasn't accomplished that much. Right? Like, hell, even ultimately they traded the first round picks. But if Stafford had been a disaster for Sean McVay, like they wouldn't have to give him a contract extension, right? They would have got to try him out for a couple of years. Ultimately, you can just try Derek out this year, see how it goes. Maybe Josh goes, listen, I've not had a quarterback. Fuck, I just had Mac Jones. Like, I, I, this guy is more than good enough for me. I don't even want to worry about it. Is, is there some just, I don't want to worry about it? I don't want to worry about it. How am I really going to upgrade? I'm going to be good, so I'm not drafting a guy. I just did the free agent thing with Cam. I just did the rookie thing with Mac. I know what it looks like. I don't need to wait and see. I've watched this guy enough. I think highly of him. What are we waiting for? Let's sign the quarterback and move on with our lives. Yeah. And just fucking build the rest of the team up. Try to make yeah. the playoffs again. Yeah. We got Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. So b- buckle up, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can make this guy better. Let's just do that. And I mean, you would be signing Derek if you let's just a huge contract. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded the Broncos in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and and it's gonna be hard. Justin Herbert. So you you would just what are you gonna do? Not well, what would you do otherwise? Well, that's what I'm saying. You you don't have a choice. That'd be the best quarterback division like ever, wouldn't it? It'd be pretty good. Mess. Meanwhile, the NFC would be what the hell's going on with Kyler, Trey Lance, Rams trying to repeat, and what the hell's going on with Russ? NFC East West specifically. Being I'm not gonna use the word disarray, but just a fascinating division again. If I hear Russ beat around the bush on every question he gets asked. Again, I would. I mean, can you imagine having to watch like Russ's press conference every week in Seattle? I'd rather puke. Remember, we went to one in San Francisco, post game, Seahawks Niners. I don't. You don't remember going? I just remember being weird. I think he was wearing leather. Levi's. Uh I thought it was candlestick. We definitely saw Cam Newton in person. I think we Cam saw Russ huge. in person. Remember, there I think Russ was wearing leather pants. 
I, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Cam. Cam, I thought that was Cam that rolled up to the Super Bowl today. Turned out it was Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and Cam have the same tailor. That's. I mean, it was a good-looking suit. He dresses like Cam, basically. Good-looking suit. I, like, I, I saw Matt Stafford just showed up in a black T-shirt like, he spent zero time on his on his uh, outfit. I love this. I love this mindset. You just go there and play. Steve Jobs. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would do the Steve Jobs. Just show up in the same outfit every time. The Harbaugh? Yeah, the Harbaugh. Uh, somebody on the stream said, uh, Green Glassful said, can we talk about Trey? Three question, question, three ex, three question marks? Well, yeah, what do you got? Well, I, I, I watched, he did an interview with Rich Eisen. I kind of feel bad for him. It's a really difficult spot to be in his spot. Just always having to ask the, answer these questions about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just not easy. There's no... It's just a tough situation for a young player. Like, think about all the other young guys. Trevor Lawrence just gets to be the starter. Zach Wilson just got to be the starter. Justin Fields c- kind of didn't, and it was weird, but then he just became the starter. Mac Jones, they just fucking cut camp, just the starter. Trey's in the spot like, he's like, well, are you going to be ready to be the starting quarterback? And then even he was like, well, Jimmy's still on the team. It's just, I, I was like, this is a tough spot for a young guy, man. I what, Was he promoting something? Uh, I don't know. I saw him kind of, I don't think he did a lot, but he was, I know his agent, I could hit that guy up. But I, but I also, it, he's he, he's a bad interview right now because he actually is pretty good at being yeah. like saying nothing. Like he is not, it's not a good interview. It's terrible. That's why he, I'm asking, like what? I, yeah, I don't know. Super Bowl week, maybe just doing the was it sleep? Was he promoting sleep number? He sure. was promoting sleep number. He was promoting sleep number. It's just, it's kind of awkward. But I understand. Dot com slash ham. I I understand why it's awkward. Like, it's a tough thing to talk about, right? Because he's like, well, you don't want to say the wrong thing. But you're not even the starter yet. You're like, you think the guy's going to get traded, but in the back of your mind, like, what if he doesn't trade him? Also, even if he does get traded and you're the starter, I think even that's kind of an uncomfortable place to be in, right? Like, well, you still have to go practice and quote unquote earn it, even though we know you're going to be the starting quarterback, right? There's no debate about Trey Lance's starting quarterback for the 49ers, but you haven't really done anything yet. So you're out there talking about like, here's what we're going to do. Well, everyone else has been the ones that have done it, right? I think that's an uncomfortable spot to be in if you are self-aware, which he clearly is. It's just not easy. I, you know, I don't know what you really gain at this point, but. I would not. Yeah, I wouldn't talk about Zim. Yeah, you and he doesn't really. I mean, he hasn't. You know, sleep number paid him fifty grand or whatever for a couple of interviews, but it's just it's going to be weird for him. And the other thing that's going to be tough is we've talked about this before. I mean, their Super Bowl odds—they're near the top. The expectations. The but Mac Jones is going to be on a team that's going to think they're going to win, right? And going to make the playoffs. The other guys, not not a soul is going to pick any of the other three rookie quarterbacks. The second year guys, right? Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson. All those teams, like if they win six games, it'll be an improvement. For Trey Lance, I, anything less than I mean, pe- people are going to want to try to win the division. I mean, this team on paper is going to be fantastic. He's he's really the big question mark, right? He is the question mark. The coach is sweet. Fuck. Bengals' sweetest play, they stole from Kyle Shanahan, as she said. Uh, I mean, they got a 
sign a couple guys here and there, but for the most part, their team is pretty locked and loaded, and they got a ton of guys coming back, all their star players. They don't have one guy that's not a star player that's not coming back. Like, every single star player on their team is under contract. Now, they have to extend some of these guys, potentially, but it's not like Debo's a free agent, you know? So it's all these guys are under contract. A lot of them are young and ascending. It's just, it's going to be this guy. He's going to be one of the biggest stories in the league because he's on such a sweet team, right? And part of it was like, for Mac Jones, for example, who was on a team that, you know, won double-digit games, made the playoffs, he got to really be a game manager. Their defense was unreal, and they really ran the ball. I do think because Trey's skill set, and ultimately they have some sweet wide receivers, unlike the Patriots, like, they're going to want to throw the ball a little bit, right? It's not just going to run it nonstop. Like, even with Jimmy, they won games because he threw the ball. I think Kyle was going to want to throw the ball. We saw it when Trey played down the field, right? It's not even the stuff that Jimmy did. It's the stuff that Jimmy didn't do. Like, there are things that Kyle Shanahan wants to run that he has not run before now. Well, they, they, and they're not run, but not necessarily run-based plays. I'm not even passing plays. Yeah, they ran like one. How many go routes? Debo caught a deep post route in a game. Ayuk caught a go route one time. Maybe Debo did. I mean, a total like under five deep go or post routes. <laughs> I mean, they have players that can do it, right? I mean, one of the best, Ayuk is a speed demon. Fucking run him deep. Throw bombs. Do the Matt Stafford, right? Is, are they going to start doing some of that? Point and go? Yes. J- Jimmy Jimmy doesn't point. He he says, come back. <laughs> come back, guys. Come back. <laughs> Mahomes and Rodgers and Favre, and, they, all, they, all, they all point toward the end zone. Jimmy points back toward him. No, Jimmy rolls and throws off one foot. It just <laughs> goes to the other team. Yeah. Gets a little wonky. Uh, this on the chat. Here's a comment from Austin. Zero pressure on McVay and the Rams next year. Shaney will have the spotlight on him all next year. Another which I point. think is a great point, right? And I and I think Shanahan will bear the burden of the pressure more so even than Trey Lance. Because he picked them. He moved on from Garoppolo. And now it's about can you develop this guy? He picked him over Justin Fields. He was told to take him instead of Mac Jones. <laughs> so that's, I, I think now that's good for Trey that Kyle's going to have to wear a lot of that, but that's a great point. Like the Rams now have broken through and it doesn't matter that you beat them six times in a row, right? At one point, maybe yeah. two in the playoffs, they won the Super Bowl. It's on man. It's on like Donkey Kong. You're right. I mean, that's a great point on the ramps. They are, unless fucking Donald and McVeigh retire, they're just they're going to be free and easy playing with house money. They're, they're going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of talk about like them going back to back. Yeah, I agree. Stafford's going to get a huge extension this offseason. I, I saw a headline this morning, which is I mean, he's going into his last year of his contract. It's going to be big. I mean, what, what are they going to pay him? Forty million dollars a year. Well, let's he make it right now. Because he's getting a raise at minimum. 30-something right? plus. Makes a shitload. Oh, of remember this year? Wasn't this year low-ish? Oh, yeah. It was like 20. Yeah, it was really yeah. cheap. He was like one of the best deals. In, he was the best deal in football. Yeah. Him and Jimmy had like the same salary. <laughs> Next year, he's got $23 million total cash in 2022. They'll extend him, and that number will actually be smaller. You know how whenever the extension, that first year is always like really low, and it doesn't really, really kick into like three years yeah. later. So like, oh, he's making nine million this year, <laughs> but in two years he's making seventy-one million dollars. Kroenke is going to have no problem. He's a Super Bowl champ. Think how much money he's going to give out this offseason. 
Isn't Aaron Donald probably going to want a contract extension? Uh, Sean McVay will get a contract extension. Matt Stafford's going to get a contract extension. They, they're going to sign so many guys, and this conversation is going to happen again. How do the Rams have all this money? <laughs> they are going to sign, I bet, $350 million worth of contracts. And then they'll sign Odell for like five hundred thousand, seven fifty in September in uh, November. And then there'll be like a random tweet from like Rap Sheet or Schefter, like the Rams are sniffing around on Devontae Adams. You'd be like, what the fuck? How's this possible? Wait for that. Are they gonna sign like Gronk? I mean, I could see that. I mean, if you're Gronk, you've always wanted to just be Tom's guy. But like, what if they said, "Come play for us"? What if the Rams said, "Come play for us"? Can I show up in like October? Uh, the Rams don't have a first, don't have a second, don't have a third. They do have a compensatory third. Don't have a fourth. Have a fifth, don't have a sixth this year. Uh, next year, they don't have a first, but they have a second, a third. Don't have a fourth. Remember have a the, fifth, don't have a sixth. Oh, they have remember, a second six, actually. Remember how the Rams stopped sending guys to the combine like three or four years ago? I, it wouldn't shock me if like the Rams have just decided to not attend the combine at all. They will send nobody. Like Sean, Les Snead, no one will attend. Well, how many years in a row have they traded a first round pick? Like, how do we know they're not going to? Well, I remember Field Yates did. It was like it. Once this ends, it's going to be like eight years since they since they had a first. Because I mean, there there were a couple. It wasn't just the Jared Goff stuff. I remember it was like Brandon Cooks, uh, uh, Marcus Peters. Like there, there were just different moments in there where it was like you forget about some of the players. This isn't going to stop either. Yeah. They're, they're going to. No, well, it worked. <laughs> yeah. It's it worked. worked. It's worked the whole time, hasn't it? It has. It has worked the whole time. But ultimately, like, if you're not going to, quote unquote, build for the future with first round picks, you do have to win the championship. And they did. They won yeah. the championship. And they've won a lot of games even before that. Like, they had been consistently winning. Yeah. They went to the Super Bowl two years ago. They're just, a, I mean, what is McVay's record now? Like 59 and 25 or something like that? I mean, he's got a lot of playoff victories. I know that. I think he's. I think he's now seven and three career in the playoffs. He's sixty nine and he's sixty two and twenty nine career, and he's seven and three in the postseason. So, so he's fifty five and twenty six in the regular season, which is a six eighty winning percentage, and then he's won seven out of the ten playoff games he's coached. Is he the shorter modern John Madden? Remember Madden only won one. Retire early and go to TV. But yeah, but I just mean remember how good Madden's record was. Like oh, it number one. It was number one in winning percentage, minimum one hundred games. Aren't their careers kind of similar? Because Madden was pretty young, right? Really young. Hired at thirty two, I think, or thirty three. Retired at forty. Coached those nine years. Went to all those championship games. Won a bunch of games. Stupid winning percentage, really high. So this is Shula. Oh, you know, it must be, I might have to, you might have to make it minimum 100 games. But yeah, I mean, is Sean McVay going to have the career that John Madden could have had if he had remained a head coach? That's a great question. I love that comp. Me too. Huh. That's interesting. I would love, you know, I don't want him to go to TV. I think he's, he's entertaining. Going, he but he's not going anywhere for a minute. He's going to be on our TV all the time. All right. Uh, whew, got a lot in tonight, today. Whew, been a day. Been a day. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. 
Subscribe. Thanks for hanging with us. I was like, what is, are they going to spin 50 Cent around? Or he was just, had his legs up there. Like he was doing sit-ups. What are those Did called you, when you sit up? Like crunches? Reverse crunches? Upside down crunches? Not many of those are getting done on this show. Been a while since I've, the only thing I crunched out is a potato chip. Yeah, I love a good potato chip. Um, all right. Look forward to the week, everybody. The 2022-2023 NFL season is underway on this show, as far as I'm concerned. That's the mindset we're going to take, John. I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to keep that mindset every day now. There is we, no- got a, we got a Jimmy Garoppolo watch. I mean, it's one of the bigger stories in the NFL. Garoppolo watch, Rogers watch, Russell Wilson watch, car extension watch. Deshaun uh, Watson. Deshaun Watson watch. Yeah. Everybody's hired a coach at this point? Uh, I think so, yeah. Brian Harson's keeping his job? Yes. Harbaugh getting a coordinator yet? Uh, I, I saw Mario retweeted Gaddis coming out and talking to the team. Do you see that? No. It's just Mario Cristobal. He, he's a little cheesy for me. I don't know. Gaddis? Yeah, it's a little much. I, you know, I just, I don't know. It felt like uh, watching a Har- movie or something. Harbaugh going to take over, call plays this year? I hope so. All right, we'll do some uh, research on that. All right, everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Great to see you. The new season is underway, and um, looking forward to it. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.